0: Hey, it's Randy Gage, and you're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Hey, what's up, podcast peeps? (laughs) How are you doing today? Hope you're having a great workout, dog walk, airplane ride, or whatever you're doing when you're listening to me. I got a really cool topic for you today. This is one of the uh, original podcast exclusives just for you guys. Because I want to talk about breakthroughs, uh, and that's just a topic I'm passionate about because it's, it, it just is such an integral part of living a prosperous, enlightened life, I think, is the ability to generate breakthrough moments in your life, in your trajectory. So, let's talk about that in just one minute. Uh, First, I want to do a little uh, announcement for all of you guys who want to be better on the platform, meaning the speaking platform. So, you're, you're either a professional speaker or you're a coach or a consultant. You're in direct selling. Uh, you're in some kind of occupation where sometimes you have to get on a stage and speak in front of people. Uh, I did a very special training on that uh, some years back, and I did a few of them around the world. And it's probably the most requested program for people asking me to relaunch it. Uh, And I decided to do that. So it's called Speaker School. And I'm going to do it January 12th in Miami. So if you're interested in going, go to rgspeakerschool.com and you can get all the details. But we'll show you the difference between... What is a keynote speech versus a workshop or a seminar? How do you start a talk so that the audience is leaning in their chair? How do you create uh, how do you craft a keynote with what is the opening? How do we take them through the journey? Where do we leave the audience at the end of that presentation? How your bio should be? how your introduction should be so it puts you in the best possible, uh... context with the audience you know how do you connect with them on an emotional level how do you become a world-class speaker weaving in humor and storytelling and case studies and build their belief and and really teach them in ways in which they can learn so it's really a fun program i love doing that one Uh, it's going to be an all-day thing nine to five so anyway get all the details rgspeakerschool.com. All right, so let's talk about breakthroughs. This is something I'm so passionate about. You guys know, I even named my high, high, high-level coaching program is called Breakthrough U. To you know, obviously short for Breakthrough University. Uh, and uh, it's all about getting people to that next breakthrough. And so I've been doing a lot of work on this recently. Um, I'm actually recording this uh, podcast in Stockholm. I did the, uh, I was keynoting at the Zincino annual convention. And I actually gave the talk this morning. My keynote was the breakthrough elements. Of a breakthrough and last week I was actually in Orlando at the mastermind event and did a very similar program about breakthroughs because I'm just really hot on this topic right now because I just think it's so important for so many people and I feel like I've got some really good experience creating breakthroughs in my own life and I just you know me i'm this rational logical analytical guy i like to break everything down into its its elements and components and ingredients and processes and systems and say you know how does that come about how did i do that how could i replicate that result again how could i teach someone else how to replicate that result and As a result, I think there's three key elements in terms of for you to have a breakthrough. And this could be in your career, could be in your life, could be both. Um, But element number one, uh, I will tell you the, the, the way you learn it, unfortunately, usually, is through pain. (laughs) right? Um, That's where my breakthroughs have come from. I'd love to say, well, I'm just, I'm a very smart person, so I watch other people and I learn from their mistakes and that way I don't have to make them and I can just jump into my next breakthrough. Um, And I have done that on occasion, but the truth is, um, most of my life I had to really Mess up, break down, do stupid things, have failures um, uh, for me to actually get to the breakthrough. I needed the wake up call. And I think a lot of people do. So, my, uh, you know, the, the element that I think is key is breakthroughs usually don't come from successes. They usually come from our failures, because when we're having successes and, and things are going our way, I don't think we get as hungry. I don't think we try as hard. I think we're not as introspective. We don't. We say, "Hey, things are going pretty good. You know, if it ain't broke, don't you know? Why try to fix it? Don't reinvent the wheel. Things are going along." Um, and what the danger of that is is you fall into incremental growth. And listen, incremental growth is a good thing. We all should strive for incremental growth. But I believe every now and then you got to bust out and have a breakthrough. And so I always look for when I have a failure, the question I always ask myself is okay, what can this failure teach me that will allow me to manifest? the next breakthrough. So that's key element number one. Failure usually is the impetus for breakthrough, not success. So let's uh, be a critical thinker about this and think about, okay, where, where have my greatest failures been? And what is the lesson I can learn from them that will allow me to create my next breakthrough? And I believe your biggest failures are the, and that could be the marriage that you blew up and got divorced. It could be in the addiction you developed that took you down to the gutter. It could be the business that went bankrupt. I believe those major failures really can be the fertile uh, garden for your next major breakthrough. Um, major failures lead to major breakthroughs. Minor failures usually lead to minor breakthroughs. And we want some major ones. All right, second key element I'd I'd like to talk to you about. I remember getting a call. I was young in my career, direct selling business. I was studying this idea of a system that, you, you know, you've got to have a way that the people you bring in the business can duplicate what you do and and i was looking at the the team i was with and the company i was working with and i was thinking they don't really have this very organized you know there's a lot of there's not really a safety net for people like me who who had never been in the business before and aren't professionals and and new people aren't really sure what to do and even experienced people don't really know what to tell the new people they've got coming in and so the first kind of serious rank we were just you were more than a retailer you were doing something in the business it was called uh, uh, supervisor uh, I think, I can't even remember, was it supervisor or manager, whichever one it was. Um, so I started a school. So if it was supervisor, it was supervisor school. Or if it was manager, it was manager school. And I'd do it once a month, just on a Saturday. And uh, it was like a six, seven hour training on here's all the steps to go manager quickly. Um, and then people from other organizations started asking me, hey, can, can we come to your manager school? We heard great things. And I was like, "Yeah, sure. You know, give the girl five bucks for the donuts in the meeting room, and uh, you know, you can come." Then people started flying from New York to come to it, and from Chicago to come to it. And then one day, I get a call from one of the top income earners in the company, and he invites. He wants to know. He's heard about my manager school. He's seen the the managers we're producing, and he wants to know. Would I come to California and do that training for his team? Wow. I mean, I thought that was a breakthrough. I was so honored that he did that. I was so excited about it. So I remember finally the, the, the time came. I fly to California. He picks me up. And him and his wife, they take me to dinner the night before. And uh, so we go out to dinner. And a funny thing happened. I did what I always do at that point in my life was I regaled him with all of the trauma and drama that was going on in my life. Oh, I can't believe this happened you know and then this guy told me this and then he broke his promise and that didn't happen and then you know I had this guy and he was he did an order on the last day of the month and then his credit card was declined but he didn't know it and so his order didn't go through so he didn't qualify as director so I was missing one of my director legs and that cost me twelve hundred dollars in income and then I had this group here and then the company had back order a product there and they didn't get it and he dropped out and wah, 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 you know i'm just whining and bitching and moaning for an hour and a half because that was where i was in my mental state at that point in my life i was a professional victim and i that's what my social life consisted of is i would get together with my other professional victim friends, and would we would regale each other with our tales of tragedy. And, you know, I would say, and I can't believe the power company cut off my lights, and all the meat and the ice cream in the refrigerator was spoiled. And, and then my friend would say, you think that's bad? My landlord evicted me. You know, I'm sleeping on my brother-in-law's sofa. And... You know how somebody has a, a a worse tragedy than you do, and it pisses you off. That's what I was like. So of course I would go out and manifest an even worse victim story because that was my identity. And if you're resonating with this, you know this is really an important podcast for you. Make sure you share this if it's speaking to you, please. Give me a rating on iTunes or put it in your social media. You know, tell people about the podcast because there's so many of us out there who are professional victims or used to be professional victims. So let me tell you how I got out of that mindset. Hour and a half or two hours or however long the dinner is, I'm regaling Spence with my, you know, trials and tribulations. We get in the parking lot. I can remember it like it was yesterday. Okay, and this is more than two decades ago. I can see it in my eyes like yesterday. He had this gorgeous uh, uh, red Mercedes convertible. He's opening the driver's door. I'm opening the passenger door. He looks over at me and he says, By the way, Randy, have you given any thought to what you might be doing to manifest to attract all these negative things. And I was like. What you talking about Willis. You know. Whoa, what. what? Did, did, you know I'm thinking. Did, did he just say what I think he said. This, What is this guy. Some evil mean heartless son of a. You know what. I, how. I mean. Did he. Was he not listening. To what I just told him for the last hour and a half? Was he not paying attention on how I was such an innocent victim? And, and uh, how on earth could he ask me such a heartless question? Uh, <laughs> but the fact that he cared enough about me to ask me that question... This was a breakthrough moment in my life. Not at that moment, right? That wasn't the breakthrough. I was instantly into victim mode that here's another person, you know, just kicking me in the gut. Um, But I chewed on that question for three weeks. You know, I went, I did the training the next day, everything, you know, and it said goodbye and everything, and I'm fine, but I'm just grinding my molars, you know. What in the world, you know? So for three weeks, I'm thinking about that. And that led me to the breakthrough question for me, which was, I asked myself, okay, all these health challenges I've had, all these business failures and setbacks I've had, these 11 negative dysfunctional relationships in a row that I've had, Was there one person who was always at the scene of the crime? (laughs) Oh, and let me tell you, I did not like the answer to that question. But that question was the breakthrough moment for me. And the fact that Spence, my friend, had asked me the question he did, which led me to that one, that was the the impetus for my breakthrough, and that would be the second key element, I think, in, in a breakthrough is the big breakthroughs are always internal, not external. This, this uh, convention today had thousands of people. in the, We were in the uh, Ericsson Globe uh, in Stockholm. Huge venue, Metallica holds the attendance record, which unfortunately I did not beat today, but we had a great crowd, right? Thousands of people. And you know what? If I would have um, done an interview in the lobby as people were coming in in the morning and say, okay, what's holding you back? What do you need for your next breakthrough? I can guarantee you if I asked 100 people, 100 of them or 98 of them would have answered the same way. They would have said, well, the company should make the products cheaper or the company should introduce more products or the company should pay more money on commissions or, you know, they have a lemon-flavored oil and an orange-flavored oil, but I'm from Finland and we need a mango, raspberry, banana-flavored oil and that's what everybody there likes. And they would have given me, I will guarantee you, 98 out of the 100 would have given me something that the company, the government, the economy, Donald Trump, somebody, something that somebody else needs to do for them to have their breakthrough. And that's why most people don't have their breakthrough. Because the first look is always external. My sponsor, my company, my partner, the economy, the president, uh, you know, whatever. and key element number 2 is the real breakthroughs come from internal changes not external changes and this is true for companies too for you guys listening who are presidents CEOs founders of big you know ventures you know the breakthrough for your company. It isn't. You know you're 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 probably doing the same thing. You're probably saying, well, what are the trends in the market? What are our competitors doing? What do the futurists say is going to happen in our industry? That's not the way to find your breakthrough. The way to find your breakthrough is say, okay, what do we need to do different as a company for us to create our next breakthrough? Uh, Because it's the same thing. I consult with a lot of big companies and I'll get in the boardroom and I'll have six or eight key people there and we'll be going around the conference table and it's always that external stuff and I'm the guy who's got to bring it back to the focus, to the internal stuff, saying, hey, we don't control the economy. We don't control the the." interest rate. We don't control these kind of things. Let's talk about the things that we control. And that's where the next breakthrough is. Alright, third element I want to talk to you about. I'm counseling, coaching with a person and um, he's got some real limiting beliefs and he's very upset and disfranchised and he wants to Throw up his hands at the thing he's working on and just, ah, you know, I got to get away and it's just not working and I need time and I got to process this. I'm going to step away from a while and put it on the back burner. And I know what that means. That means he's quitting. And he just, he's going to lie to me and say he's stepping aside and he's going to lie to himself and say he's stepping aside. But that's just because. He can't admit to himself that he's quitting. So I go through this whole coaching session with him and look at the realities and some of these limiting beliefs that he's just put on himself. That it just he's putting himself in a straitjacket because he's he's painting himself in this corner where he has no options and no wins. So we have this really good session, you're right, that's it, that's the breakthrough, you know. Then he sends me like 10 WhatsApp messages after. Oh man, I'm so clear in this, I'm. you know, this is, I've got to just let that go and you're right and I'm going to do it and I'm so excited. Blah, blah, blah. So I write him back on the WhatsApp and I give him a action step to take. And then I, I get you know, five immediate messages. Oh no, 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 you know, I, I'm not ready. You know, I told you I need some time. I've got to go and process this. And, and I'm like, wait a minute. Where, where's the guy who just sent the other five messages above this one? And then, so I call him, dude. You know where? Who? Where's the guy I was just talking to? Where's the guy who just sent me these five messages who was so excited and he's leaving the past behind and he's giving himself a fresh start and he's ready to do this thing? And then he, start, he gives me three uh, old limiting beliefs that he had before that will prevent him from going forward and winning. He's given up the ghost. Why? Because of the third element that you've got to be aware of, which is you cannot create a new breakthrough... From your old beliefs. You've got to be willing. To look at those beliefs. Find the negative ones. Find the limiting ones. And blow them up. Eviscerate them. And then you have to replace them. With beliefs that empower you. You have to replace them with beliefs. That serve you. And that is all the difference in the world but i I, it's so often i see this coaching with people is they make this decision they set this new goal they create this new objective but they never look at their core foundational beliefs which will prevent them from getting that new goal that new accomplishment that new venture that they want to go into So, here's your homework this week. Uh, I want you to really do some critical thinking about this and really make a commitment that you're going to go for the next breakthrough for you. So, you're going to look at those three things, right? And you're going to... So, the first question to ask yourself is, Okay, what was my greatest failure? What is my most recent failure? And then you're going to ask yourself, what is the lesson that I can learn from those failures to create my next breakthrough? And then we're going to look for the internal stuff. Say, okay, if if somebody would have asked me, if they asked me right now, okay, what has to happen for me to get to this amazing next breakthrough? What are the things in me that I need to change? What are the things that I control? What are the new skills or talents that I would need to hone or develop to get that next breakthrough? And finally, the question you got to ask yourself is, okay, what are the old limiting beliefs that I need to blow up And what are the new empowering beliefs I need to replace them with to create my next breakthrough? That's your homework. Do that and I know your next breakthrough is on the way. Have an amazing day. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast.